Glory, glory, glory. Greater glory always comes with greater persecution. Seen hundreds of waves of it. Every step of ministry for 15 years. What's wonderful is all the people learning about the glory and the reactions of the realm of the dead as they progress in the knowledge of the glory. Sapphire stone by sapphire stone. Strengthening the leadership of the body of Christ, sapphire stone by sapphire stone, which is revelation knowledge of the glory. Each precious costly stone in the way the Lord set before you has cost you the soil of your heart to move forward in God. Each stone is a testimony of your sacrifice to Jesus Christ. That's how precious Revelation gemstones truly are. Glory. One of my favorite old time sayings in the drunken glory is Percy's on the payroll. <laughs> Percy's on the payroll. I love it. Builds up a greater martyrdom glory. You'd be so crucified with Christ, you'd be in the martyrdom glory. Long before your body even knows what it is. Glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father. It's a beautiful day in the Garden of Gethsemane. I love prophetic wisdom. I love living in Gethsemane. I love the pressure of the grapevine, the blood of the grape. I love the pressure of the blood. You know why Jesus sweat blood in the garden? Satan is coming, but he has nothing in me. It was the test to see if the lamb was actually spotless. <laughs> you say you're a spotless lamb. Let's check every cell of your brain, bones, blood, organs. And he was. And that was a very intense test to see if the lamb was spotless. To see if he died on the cross, would it even take away anyone's sins? So that's why he was pressure tested in every cell of his flesh and blood in the Garden of Gethsemane to see if there were any spots. Guess what? Those same pressure tests will be applied to you, buddy. Lest we be hypocrites. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, that pressure is wonderful because that's how you get the wine of Christ out of a human being. We want Satan to come. They're saying, come Lord Jesus. If you're wise, you'd say, come Satan. <laughs> Why? Pressure test to get the spots out of you. Anything that belongs to the kingdom of hell, 
You want it out of you, right? Most of you too nervous to even say that. Rightly so. Just shows you where you're actually at. That every cell of your flesh and blood be Jesus Christ. Jesus' flesh and Jesus' blood. And you can say, Satan's coming and he has nothing in me. And when you wrestle principalities, you won't lose because Christ is victorious. Amen. That's when it gets super real and that's when it gets super persecution. Because these hypocrites avoid the pressure testing. They just apply it to everyone else except themselves. <laughs> and so the ones actually going through Gethsemane are the most hated by the spiritual Christians. I'm not even talking about unspiritual. By spiritual, external spiritual Christians that haven't sacrificed their hearts in the blood test of Gethsemane at all. And it gets real. Hallelujah. And the Father will reveal those who've been tested for spots and wrinkles. We say wrinkles and people immediately think skin care. <laughs> Those graphics are so beautiful. I'm just going to leave that up for a while. Go through that portal. People need help and it's like, help, help, help. This is your help. And the help feels like it's killing you, but it's actually crucifying you with Christ, which is leading you to the throne. Boldly approach the cross of your death that you may live completely in the glory of God. All the fake phony crap in us that pretends to be God or to, pretends to be Satan or just open rebellious and openly just evil people at times and that's needs to go too just because you're aware of your wickedness doesn't mean you can get away with it if you're open about it boldly approach the throne of grace and let both the knowledge of good and evil at a cellular level be burned out of your blood that's the purging of the fire of the baptism of Christ. One greater than I comes after me, whose sandals I'm not fit to untie. What does that mean? How high he walks in the Spirit. The greatest prophet of the Old Testament didn't even touch the realms. Day one, Jesus. First day of ministry, Jesus walked in by the prophet's own confession. That's intense. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah said, I'm not even worthy to tie his shoes. That was Elijah speaking through John the Baptist. It is written. So we all look up to Elijah and we got all this great Elijah ministry. Elijah said, I'm not even <laughs> worthy to tie his shoes because he walks so high in the spirit because he is such a greater prophet than we can even fathom as the greatest prophets of the Old Covenant. Wow. Well, that's true. Praise God. Maybe get into some happy, clappy Christianity here and see if we can get any false converts. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Lead them to the kingdom of heaven and make them twice the sons of Satan than we are. <laughs> Isn't it fun messing around with the pharisaical spirit? God was telling me about the wise men. What made them wise 
was that the angel could come to them into the dream. Remember, the Bible says the angels came to the wise men in dreams and told them how to avoid Herod. So, wise men in the scriptures, prophetic understanding, rich wisdom, is how to avoid politics, Herod, by wisdom. Can you receive angelic revelation? Revelation will avoid unnecessary confrontation. Herod wasn't changing. He was doomed. Okay. So the angel came from God the Father and said, Hey, wise men, don't even waste one breath on the wicked king. You're not going to convert him. <laughs> You're not going to save him. He's not going to listen to you. Don't do evangelism. Stay away. Go the other way around. Avoid Herod. Jesus Christ said the same thing. Avoid the seed of Herod and the Pharisees. These people are doomed to death. They're not savable. They are one with the devil. All they will do is kill, steal, and destroy your life. How to avoid the seed of the Pharisees and the seed of Herod. Wow, but aren't we supposed to love them? No. No, you're not supposed to love them in what you think is love. That's not love. That's just phileo. That witness is not love. Now, the love of God did cut them open and worms ate their bowels. Right? Because God is love. And it says the angel of God struck down Herod and disemboweled him and spilled his intestines over the streets of Jerusalem and worms ate his flesh. Are you ready for that level of love? <laughs> God is love. The angel of God did that. I can't. See, we need to mature to a place where we understand love judges sin. And love's not just being nice to people, because that's not love. God is love. Man is not love. God is love. So your ability to love is a non-existent fantasy thing. Love is an impartation from a celestial being that's outside of self. It's an impartation. It's a gift of grace. And until you understand what divine love, that is the divinity on earth, is love. The whole realm of love, the whole realm of God's blood, the whole realm of wine. If you want to progress from water to fire to wine, you have to understand progressively divine love and you'll have to get more involved in the severe things of Christ. Pick up your cross and follow me. What's the cross? Growing in God's agape love. What is the greatest demonstration of agape? Greek word, sacrificial love. The cross. Can you be a disciple and not have a cross? No. <laughs> if you want to be my disciple, Jesus said, you have to pick up your cross. You say, oh, it's his cross. That's not what Jesus said. He said, it's your cross. Your cross is your ingraftation as a tree into the tree of life. Okay. Romans 11 says that these branches were cut off, that they rejected the cross. And these new branches were engrafted in. That's all of us disciples that have crosses that are connected to his cross, the first sacrificial one. Remember, all the other apostles died on the cross too. Right? You know that? We're like, oh, we give all the glory to Jesus. Yeah, duh. Now let's understand what that actually means. 
It means that your tree of your physical being is being connected and engrafted in the sufferings of Christ, which are not beat yourself up religion, but carrying the glory and being treated by the darkness of religion externally because of the internal transformation of being a true disciple of the heart and the blood. Cross represents blood. Paul says, I pour out my blood as a bondservant in Christ, as a drink offering upon the sacrifice of God, a blood offering. <laughs> in the Middle Ages, you had bloodletting, first in the natural, then in the spiritual. Hallelujah. <laughs> Put leeches on them to suck their blood. Didn't know that the Jezebel's spirit was already doing that in the spiritual. Why? Because their minds were sleeping in the darkness of religion so severely they couldn't even see into the spirit to save their souls. Hallelujah. Revelation opens the eyes of our heart to burn with God's understanding. Paul never said, Oh, open the eyes on my brain. You got your brain here in the eyes of your brain? Not once. It's not in there. He said, open the eyes of my heart. And you're like, oh, there's eyes in my heart? Well, that's really weird. I didn't know they had eyes in my heart. It's just blood in there, isn't there? Four chambers. Like, they're telling me I got some kind of different biological thing going on, Apostle Paul, you false teacher. Everyone knows in science there's no eyes inside your heart. You know what I mean? And that's what people are like. <laughs> you have spiritual eyes your spirit is burning through your heart because it's restoring the original design of you living as spirits and not mere homo sapien mammals yeah instead of just living as external beings of flesh and blood which is being accursed living in the dust of the earth crawling under the belly of the serpent in the garden the serpent crawls over dust dust represents flesh flesh is serpent food so if satan is coming he's going to test your flesh there will be flesh tests every stage of glory from glory to glory most fail miserably hundreds of times before they get a grid of how to actually pass their blood tests their serpent tests their dirt tests is there still serpent food in me let's see come satan satan's coming i mean jesus said it you never hear a christian say it but jesus said it we need to be more like Jesus. What would Jesus say? Satan is coming. Don't talk about this kind of stuff. I know that's why you're still in poopy diapers. This is the stuff that will give you big boy pants. It's true. <laughs> and the father is proficient in changing his diapers and it doesn't change his measure of love towards you. So get the orphan spirit out of you. What it means is you begin to act like Jesus in a more mature way. Thank God that we get to grow. Can you imagine if everyone born in the flesh just stayed babies? Average life expectancy would just be a couple weeks. You'd just starve to death because there'd be no adults to feed you. And it sounds like, oh, that's such a stupid analogy. No, it's the exact same in the spirit. We think that if we can stay too weak in the spirit, we're okay. We got fire insurance now. We'll sit whole denominations of just getting born again, two-week-old Christians. Born of spirit and water, little infants in Christ everywhere. That's all there is. No growing up. And my God, do they get enslaved by the fallen angels. Like you can't even believe. Until some grown-ups appear, 
the ones you know persecuted of Satan because they can see in the spirit because the eyes of their heart are illuminated through prophetic revelations the sapphire stones of Sinai to Zion think about it guys how do you take just a dusty old mountain in the Arabian Peninsula I mean this is a worthless pile of junk there is nothing special about this dry desert mountain oh and now it's the mountain that they climbed up and crossed over into heaven on sapphire stones exodus says oh because we grew in prophecy to the point where we could transform the natural dimension and to use it as stepping stones into the glory dimension moses an apostle and prophet so great could take the worst mountain probably in the world sinai you look at it there's nothing worse it's just a dried desert hump of sand and dirt and just garbage it's not like mount everest that's majestic in the himalayas you know it's not like mount shasta that you're taking pictures of it almost no one's ever taken a picture of sinai because there's nothing special about it and that's god's wisdom just a mound of sand <laughs> and then the spirit of prophecy come on so strong that it takes the ordinary and turns it into the supernatural highway to heaven and they walked on the sapphire stone 70 elders of israel into heaven and ate with god face to face why sinai is not special mountain of dirt the prophetic word prophecy is special that's your leadership people nothing in the natural dimension just all dirt and dust and sand it's absolutely worthless clay apart from the creator even the beautiful mount shasta the beautiful himalayas what is creation's value apart from the creator these are the lessons to be learned through god's humility taught in the scriptures absolute garbage it's living in a litter box of sand the earth apart from jesus is a litter box and you're living in the litter box and the piss and poop of the animals is your portion until you find christ that's why we come out of the garbage dumps greek word or hebrew word gehenna means the manure pile what did paul call his former life as a pharisee a mound of manure greek word shit that's right street word shit he used the slang word for manure he actually swore in the scriptures i studied it out ten thousand hours of bible study and five years of bible college i couldn't believe that there were swear words in the new testament i mean they just never taught us that in sunday school you know but their word shit is in the bible and so we're so religious that we don't understand the manure pile the pile of shit that we come out of because we think that we're okay and we think that we we got some knowledge and we're okay and the litter box is just fine and around a bunch of cats and we call it christianity and god's saying you got to come out of the sand of sinai and turn it into sapphire stone of zion how revelation the dead letter the pile of cat manure, the litter box, has to become living, breathing scripture. It only does that when it's mixed with your blood and mine. Hallelujah. How did a Pharisee become a great apostle writing so many books in the New Testament? A serial killer like Jeffrey Dahmer. You could say he was eating them. 
Why? Because he was destroying their lives. He was eating their destiny scrolls. He was devouring Christians like a roaming lion seeking whom he may devour. We say, oh, it's Satan, the fallen angel. Satan only works through men and women, people. Hello? All the private messages you get on Facebook. Satan only works through men and women that come with concern with genuine concern for your spirituality. We don't want you to be led astray. And then they scare the infants in Christ and they're devoured by big serpents of religion. I've seen it wave after wave for 15 years. The babies getting devoured. And so our leadership team is growing in how to protect the infants in RLM, even though they get picked off all the time by big snakes on the outside of Red Letter Ministries. Big snakes. Half these people have done deliverance to and they just said no to the Holy Ghost and yes to the religious demon. There's a backstory to every one of these bitter, sour people. Most of them I've done tremendous deliverance and counseling with and they came to a place in the woundedness of their heart where they said no to healing and got bitter instead of better. Nearly all of them. And so we try our best with everyone but you can't save everyone. If they don't want to drink the cup of the new covenant, want to hold on to pain and wounds, they'll always turn to Satan and drink the bitter wine. They'll drink the star wormwood every single time. And there's nothing you can do for them. All you can offer them is the cup of the new covenant, the cup of sweet wine, the cup of forgiveness of everyone that's wounded you, all the leaders that have hurt you, all the abusive relationships. One out of three girls is raped before she's 18. All that stuff comes out in the glory of God. The, the molestation, the pedophilia, all of, all of the horrible relationships. There's uh, Most people's marriages are abusive, at least verbally. And there's control spirits and religion and, and demons involved in nearly all Christians' relationships. You know, Jesus was telling me today that Paul was speaking to the slaves and to the free. Those that are slaves love your masters. And he says, that's not just for the first century when the Roman Empire... <laughs> You were having slave masters getting born again and they'd have slaves because it was like fresh conversion of the Greek world. They'd never had anything like it. And you're dealing with such weird situations. Paul's actually dealing with Christian slaves and Christian slave masters in the epistles. And Jesus was telling me in the spirit of wisdom that that also exists today in the 21st century. We don't have slavery in America. Show me Christians that are not in slavery. It's actually quite rare. You have free Christians and you have slave Christians. Both are saved, both love Jesus, but some have slave masters and some are slaves. And I'm not talking about bond servants and chains to Christ. I'm not talking about apostolic servanthood of the throne of grace here and we're picking up our cross in throne room glory. I'm talking about infants in Christ that are still slaves because there's so little freedom in their souls, which is the majority of us, if we're actually honest, that we're still slaves to all kinds of sins. Those who repeat sins, scripture says, are in slavery to death. Is there any area of your life where you have repeat repetition sins and you've never had breakthrough in your life? Pornography, lust, unholy desires towards the opposite sex are one of the main ones. You have religious tendencies, critical, judgmental, critical spirits of others. That unrighteous judgment that you have towards others. Factions, divisions, arguments, debates, legalism. All these fruits of the flesh of Galatians 5 that we have to get breakthrough from, that is our areas of slavery. 
And just because you got freedom in a couple areas doesn't mean there's not chains in some other areas. The soul is a castle set upon fire. And the light is shining ever brighter to the full light and dawn of day, meaning there are whole realms of your heart and your mind and your bones in the interior castle you haven't even looked into yet. And we say, oh, we're free, we're free, we're free. You know what the test is? The Garden of Gethsemane. <laughs> I watched all these people squirm. The pressure test. You say, Satan is coming. Satan will throw some of you into prison for 10 days to test you. Endure to the end and then you get the crown of life. And we don't want to hear that. Just give me the crown of life without the testing. Not going to happen in 100 million years. Greatest thing for you is to get real through blood testing. Hallelujah. It will require you to become real Christians called drinkers of the blood of the lamb, <laughs> feasters on the flesh of the lamb, because nothing else will pass those tests. Fake, hypocritical, phony, religious, external, spiritual Christianity will never pass their blood tests in 100 million years. That's the main thing that opposes the true disciples of the cross. Hallelujah. And people don't want that whole realm of hypocrisy exposed because it, it exposes entire denominations that have settled for lower levels of discipleship on the mountain and we call ourselves good and okay what's complacent satisfaction actually. What is complacent satisfaction? Settling for any level of discipleship in this life and not going any further carrying your cross. God forbid. Remember Lot's wife. Anytime you stop growing, you start dying. You turn back, you get bitter. It was so much easier. No, it wasn't. You're deceived. <laughs> it's not easier in the lies of Satan. It's harder. It's easier in the truth of Jesus Christ. And the more that your heart and your mind and your flesh cry out for the living God and fall in love with the spirit of truth, the easier and the lighter the yoke of the gospel becomes. Hallelujah. It gets easier, it doesn't get harder. As you mature in Christ, it gets easier. These lessons that we're seeing this season, I've seen them a hundred times. What's wonderful for me in the position I'm at, at my current stage of maturity and growth in God, is now I get to see all my leaders go through the same lessons I've learned hundreds of times. I'm in a completely different position than our leaders. And that's not boasting, that's just accurate truth. Examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. I want to see the measure of my faith because of the pressure tests of Satan coming into my blood. And we drink the blood so that we know when the fallen angel comes, when I rent, wrestle the principality this season, it was easier than ever. Do you understand that? The same principalities, Satan's only got seven principalities. If you're on the tops of the mountains, you're wrestling them every single season. It's called the fallen angels, the kingdom of hell shall not prevail against the church, the rock, the cornerstone. The white stone, the apostolic stone, the five stones in Jesus Christ's pouch, slinging you into foreheads every day, slaying Goliath, taking the sword of the Spirit, chopping their heads off, wrestling and winning daily. Wrestling the most intimate form of combat with Satan. Wow. Jesus had intimacy with Satan, didn't he? He did. Hallelujah. So have you, but you don't know how to talk about it yet. <laughs> Judas Iscariot dipping bread sleeping together for three years 
12 men doing everything together. Hallelujah. And Jesus leading them perfectly in action and deed and power and demonstrations of the kingdom of heaven constantly. It's wonderful stuff. It's wonderful because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the Lord and I change not. God is love and that love is the fire and the blood of Jesus. The water and the fire and the wine. The 30, 60, and 100 fold of Jesus Christ. The new covenant. And that never changes. What changes is men and women in reaction to the same spiritual substance of water, fire, and wine. Divine water. Living water. Hallelujah. Living fire and living blood. Living wine. All of them only drinkable. So this cup of the new covenant, even though it's the same substance in there, how it reacts into your current situation is different in all your levels in the garden. That's why, you know, you give the cup to an infant, you put them on the bottle, strong, you know, the milk is for the, the babies, but strong meat is for the mature, Paul says, meaning when you give the infant's milk, didn't you know that mother's milk, back then there was no pasteurization, it was all mixed with blood. It was just a little bit of blood. That's the sprinkling of the blood when you're on milk. Anytime a mother breastfeeds her children, there is blood in that milk 100% of the time passing into the child. Hallelujah. That's why they want to pasteurize the milk because you don't want to drink the blood of these cows. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> it's not sanitary. Well, the blood of Jesus is sanitary. It will sanitize you inside so you're sparkling. But... Infants can only handle a small amount. You give them too much wine, they'll just get scared and run away. They can't handle the pressure of Gethsemane. Gethsemane is a level that the disciples went into only after three years of continuous, perfect discipleship. Promised land isn't an instant thing. Nowhere. I mean, there's nowhere in the Bible it says that. The Old Covenant symbolism, you went into the wilderness after crossing the Red Sea. Hello? Red Sea, salvation out of Egypt, the realm of hell, symbolized by Egypt, Red Sea, the blood of Jesus. Now we're in the wilderness, which is what? The blood test, the pressure test, the snakes. How many tens of thousands died from snake bites in the wilderness? Some of you are dying right now from snake bites. Drink the blood. Those snakes die when your blood changes to the blood of Christ. You couldn't attach a serpent in the kingdom of hell to the blood of Jesus if you wanted to. It's not possible. The issue is you drink so little and you think too much. Overanalyzing everything logical, reasonable, and the fallen angel nature of the brain. That's why he was defeated at the place of the skull. And you're defeated at the place of the skull with him. Satan was defeated at the place of of the skull you have to live a daily life of complete defeat oh I'm a victorious one man you are clueless if you are not com completely defeated by the cross right now everything in your life is pride <laughs> we, we want to wrestle God you haven't even overcome the devil which is the dirt realm the mud realm you have to overcome the mud first. And the Holy Spirit helps you every day. Remember, He's not changing. We are 
from glory to glory, from mud to water to fire, because we start in mud. We start in the manger. Jesus started in mud. He started in the manger, in the animal mud. You don't start in a clean place. A, a birth of a child is not clean. They had to go out into a tent for a time because it was an unclean thing in the Old Covenant. I'm not saying Old Covenant law. I'm just telling you, you're not born clean spiritually. You're, it's a nasty process. When I was born again, it was two hours of deliverance. It was paralysis and scales coming off my eyes. And three months of continuous deliverance, which the Catholic Church calls exorcisms. Hundreds and hundreds of demons cast out of my soul until... I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues and I was in a completely different realm. There was the birth, then there was the baptism and both of them were so significant. They were like, it was like getting born again, again. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is truly like a second born again experience. You get born in the spirit and then you get born in the flesh by the spirit. I got fire insurance three months later, my whole mind got insured. I felt the waves of peace and it felt like liquid peace going up through my legs. I was having doubts up until that time. I said, Teen Challenge is a cult. Look at all, all the demons started to convince me that Teen Challenge was a cult. True story in the year 2000. Because the things that were going on there were so supernatural that the demons of doubt came and started to sow lies into my head. All the exorcisms they went through, the puking, the snot, the mucus, the deliverance, the signs and wonders, the energy, the horns coming out your head, the pictures, all of it. Man, this is too weird. That's what the demons were saying to me. The liar came and lied to me with every lie he could to try to pull me out from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I said, nah. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit sealed me in the, yeah. Nah. And yeah. And the Spirit of God will seal you when your heart turns towards Jesus in pursuit of Christ. But if your heart is wicked and you turn back, remember Lot's wife, you'll get seven times worse. You don't want to be saved and you love the world more than heaven. You love hell and the gates of hell more than heaven and the gates of heaven. The gates of heaven are pearls, which is refiner's fire from all your pride. Pearl of great price. The gates of heaven are the pearls of great price. And they're named the apostles. What is an apostle? Was Saul of Tarsus born again an apostle? Uh, hello. <laughs> Took him 14 plus 3 years in Arabia to not be a total satanic Pharisee and wrong about every single thing he thought in his entire life. He had to count all his pharisaical teaching a manure pile to even begin apostolic ministry. We're talking about just turning your whole world of dirt and mud into water just to get clean from all the lies you've believed your entire life as an animal. Hallelujah. Very, very strict refinement punishing demons every step of the way every lying serpent telling you you're wrong every step of the way and you just say no i kind of saw the lord jesus on the road to damascus and i remember when i believed these other systems of the fallen angels 
that turn me against Christ and his people. So I'm not going to be tricked a second time. You tricked me once. <laughs> You're not going to trick me twice. Holy Ghost. Amen. You can trick me once, but you're not going to trick me twice, Satan. Amen. So if you get tricked twice, it's on you. That you'd rather live in the trick than the truth. <laughs> Hallelujah. So a lot of people would rather live in the trick. They'd rather live in the lie. What does it say about those who live outside the city gates? That they loved the lie because they couldn't handle the truth. Book of Revelation. Those that lived outside of the promised land, the city of New Jerusalem, the city of Zion rising in your heart, the city of the kingdom of heaven within you, Luke 17, 21. Those who live externally, who love the lie. They love religion, don't they? They love external spirituality. They love the lie. Hallelujah. They love their come Holy Spirit Christianity don't they yeah they do and so when you get into actual internal christianity that says out of your belly will flow rivers they have a hard time with it they struggle against it they persecute it because it goes against all their external spiritual pharisaical idolatry and that's the main thing we're wrestling against that wall in the charismatic church in the usa the transition from external technon infants in Christ and you have technon infants in Christ that run the entire charismatic church it's true and you become a huyos mature one when you start to become God inside minded that you know the father in you Matthew 5 the pure in heart see God oh I saw God in an external vision and it's like this they can write a whole book about it in the outer court and it sells a million copies on Amazon I saw God the pure in heart see God constantly. You never hear a Huyos talking about that because they see God 24-7. You don't have to write about your external encounters, your external raptures, because you have the internal rapture because you've gone from Technon to Huyos. That's an unknown world to the charismatic church today. Unknown. But it's still your promised land nevertheless. And so you've gone through all those stages of externalism. You've maxed out the technon ability infants in Christ infants in that are prophetic infants and apostolic infants how many of y'all know you have apostolic infants prophetic infants everywhere why because how do you know they're all like lift your hands to heaven God is out there flying around in space somewhere and not a single one knows God on the inside do they oh they don't no that's why you know that the whole body of Christ is in infancy in the new covenant because the old covenant has still bewitched nearly every single one. That's the main source of persecution is that technon external spirituality that has all the gifts of the spirit but there's no actual sacrifice of their heart so they don't value the deeper things in the river. They fight them, they attack them, they slander them, and they blaspheme them open public blasphemy of the most costly sacrificial things of the fire and blood realm if they knew the price you'd have to pay to walk as temples of the holy spirit and know the fullness of deity in bodily form not a single one would attack us and persecute us 
but they've been trained in Jezebel's Christianity. Haven't they? Galatians 3.1 Having begun internally, they try to finish externally. That's what it says in Galatians 3.1-3. So you get born again internally, and then it's like, well, I'm going to cut your whole conscience off from the source of the living water. You'll never go back to the well of salvation after day one. Now you're going to be looking for it on the outside, and they say, come Holy Spirit, come river of life, come well of salvation. And God the Father is saying, I can't help you any more than I already did. Redig the wells. Sacrifice your own hypocritical hearts. Stop being hypocrites practicing religion. It's blasphemy. It is. When you begin to sacrifice your own heart, you understand the price of the living water and you're no longer judging others because now you're judging yourself and if you judge yourself scripture says you're no longer subject to the judgment of others you can judge me all you want you external technons i judge myself in the internal sanctification of my heart on the altar of god daily why otherwise satan would have killed me 10 years ago it's been life and death on the front lines and inner city missions i've been shot at over a hundred times with guns live ammunition fire as an inner city missionary i had them stab me i had been carjacked twice i've been in the midst of rioting total chaos and anarchy on the highest level of the front lines of the newspapers in minneapolis for over a decade you know what's going on here we're on the front lines in minneapolis these people are so far away from the front lines all they do is hurl opinions at us every day you're not here it's like those critical of Vietnam vets, you don't have a clue. You're not a veteran of anything except being a criticizer and accuser of the brethren. Amen. <laughs> get involved in the action, take some live fire, and then get a testimony. But it's just so easy to sit back and attack things you don't know. And that's what Satan tempts them in. When you're in the suburbs, when you're in a white picket fence, and don't be offended by this, participate with us participate with the army of the living God not everyone is supposed to be Gideon's 300 David and his mighty men on the front lines warring against Nephilim giants you know the women and the children were back at home otherwise they'd be decapitated and their enemies would drink the blood right out of their shoulders true story not everyone's supposed to be on the front lines but those that are called and chosen to be like David and his mighty men should be supported by the rest of the body worldwide and satan has made that not possible because they're too weak and unrevelatory so that they're not the front lines are not only taking attack from the kingdom of hell and the highest level principalities and warlocks of all time the maturity of the seed of the evil one the maturation of the times but we're also being attacked by the christians constantly on every side and every front so that our job every day is as hard as it could possibly be with almost no refreshment or help from anyone. We have hundreds and hundreds of messages going out, private messaging, every season of public ministry to take away all of our financial supporters, to take away all of our viewers, and so that we have 40 people watching that is twice as many less as we did 10 years ago on Ustream, all because of persecution. Because people get picked off by Satan. This is how desperate the situation is. And it's not like we need you. It's like you need us. The body needs the head. The head 
needs the body. So let's reconnect and get a grip for where we are in the body and play our role as a militant army and stop screwing around and playing games with the serpents in the garden. Patty cake with the devil. Entertaining fallen angels unawares. We hear about, oh, we're entertaining angels unawares. Most of you are entertaining fallen angels unawares. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Paul was dealing with this in the Ephesians and he said, put on the full armor of God and fight the fight of faith. These are demon spirits so wicked that they will say anything to turn you against your own head because if the body is separated from the head, which are the apostles and prophets, you will never enter the promised land of the new wine. And so they get pulled away and they go the way of the swine's blood. They go the way of the pig trough. They go the way of the religious demon. And they end up in such horrible bondage that it grieves me looking back at how many tens of thousands have been destroyed along the way. Tens of thousands, not even small. Ten, the majority have been picked off. Very few could stand principality wrestling warfare. Who was there as they were wrestling wild beasts in Ephesus. Who was there when they were being stoned outside the cities? No one. No one. Just Paul and Barnabas getting stoned. Every other hypocrite baby Christian in the region was not there. Just the Roman guards, the centurions, the most demonized Herod spirits killing the apostles every single step of Christianity in the book of Acts. You need to understand that because the same exact spiritual things are happening on planet earth today and the christians barely can even stand the apostles they actually can stand the fallen angels more than the apostles that's the accurate place of maturity of the bride of christ worldwide she's a child bride she can barely stand with her head she doesn't even respect or know the friends of the bridegroom the friends of the bridegroom to most Christians in the world today look more like the enemy than Satan does. That's how immature we are in Christ. And it's the truth anyhow. Hallelujah. It's true. But once you go through some war and get beat up a little bit and lose a couple battles, you start to understand how important it is to be battle-hardened, war-hardened, and have experience in reality against spiritual wickedness. And you begin to win and you understand the ways of the angel of the Lord, the captain of angel armies, the Lord of hosts. The most common name for Jesus Christ in the Bible is not, oh, tender shepherd, my little nursery rhyme Jesus. No, it's Lord of hosts. <laughs> you know what that means, right? The warring angel. The warrior nature is the most common reference to Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. And people are like, oh, I don't know, that's Old Covenant. Well, actually, the Song of Solomon, your favorite book, talks about the bride wearing combat boots. She's actually maturing through spiritual warfare, through the pressure of Satan coming. Oh, he's coming. Let's just see if you can stand. Let's see if you can pass your blood test. It's so easy to pick on those that are going through Gethsemane tests when you yourselves have gone through none. That's what these hypocrites do every single season of ministry for 15 years. They reject the Garden of Gethsemane. I'm not going in there with the 12 disciples. One of them is such a devil in the pressure of the blood glory. He went to the high priest and betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver. 
It just revealed what was in his heart the previous three years. He was stealing from the treasury the whole time, the demon. Hallelujah. The other eleven were too weak. Spirit willing, flesh is weak. Listen, when you've repented back to me, it is written. When you've repented back to me, strengthen your brothers. Meaning you're going to fail. You're going to betray the apostles and prophets hundreds of times along the way, just like all of you have. Secretly gossiping, backbiting, slandering, coming into agreement with lies, saying, oh, I can't agree with all of that truth and not understanding the sacrifice of blood that it took to even speak that truth, counting the treasures and gemstones as heaven as manure and the manure of the natural realm as gold because we're so deceived as a bride of Christ. That's true. But then you start to wrestle and you start to enter the garden and you start to understand the price that is paid for the blood realm. Oh, it's the most costly realm. And the pressure is so wonderful. Can you imagine if they're like, no, don't send me into the lion's den and then there's no destruction of Babylon. No, don't send me to the cross and then there's no destruction of Satan. And you spare the rod and spoil the child. Isn't that what most spoiled brat Christians do? And they stay outside of the pressure test, outside the lion's den, outside Satan's dungeon, and then just criticize everyone that keeps growing ahead of them? Is it not like that in every area of Christianity in the world? It's been written down for thousands of years. This is the same thing for everyone who matures for 6,000 years. You who move ahead in true Holy Ghost spirituality will always incur violent opposition from the cowards who weren't willing to sacrifice their own blood but just stayed in the brain realm of the comfort of the fallen angels and critique and criticize anyone that's moving forward. Look at the Exodus of Moses. They murmured in the wilderness. Have you only taken us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? They hated sanctification. They would rather die by snake bites than obey the apostle Moses. We can't go up this mountain. What's on the mountain? Christ crucified. Did Moses die with Christ? What do you think 40 days on the mountain with no food and no water is? It's called being a real apostle. Uh-huh. You will have a critical opinion of Moses. You haven't paid 1% of the price of Moses. Total foolishness. 40 days, no food, no water, to be completely crucified on the tree of life. It's called normal Christian leadership. And anyone that hasn't died at that level is an illegitimate leader worldwide. The standard is Christ and Him crucified. The standard is the throne of the Lamb. <laughs> Amen. And don't you want to pay a greater price? I love it, man. See, once you get to understand the gospel, reality, and the sacrifice, the blood, the pressure, yeah, Satan's coming. All of it is so beautiful and wonderful that you begin to admire God's ways instead of be critical of them. You begin to be fascinated of God's ways. Wow how all things in this universe are the classroom of God the Father, the training, 
of God the Father, and he entertains those that want to join the fallen angels, and even uses in his sovereignty those that go the way of the devil for the good of those who follow him. 100% of the time, all things work together for good for those who love him, who are called according to the Father's purposes. <laughs> so, after hundreds and hundreds of waves of persecution in Red Letter Ministries, are we not enthroned on the throne of the Lamb? Blessed are they who overcome. What has it taken the 21st century to be an overcomer? Exactly what you've seen in Red Letter Ministries the past 15 years. And those that criticize and condemn us simply haven't overcome anything. Undercomers. Does that mean that we're critical of them? No, we're not joining them in sin and darkness. What are we going to do? Use the overcomers' gifts into their mouths. Jesus dying on the cross, the lamb on the throne, the overcomers on the throne are using his blood to sprinkle everyone to get him into the garden, to re remove the persons of the wicked, which are the fallen angels. The fallen angel possession is at an all-time high in the world. It is. But so are the overcomers coming into an all-time high in the use of the blood. So it's the best of times and the worst of times, the tale of two cities. Yeah, the other city's still here. Can't you tell? Wow. If it weren't, there'd be no crime. There'd be no deception by the mafia running the Democratic Party in America. And you got 50 million people brainwashed by Luciferian Freemason mafia. But it's like half the world is completely deceived by Satan still. So there's a long ways to go, guys. A long ways to go. And it's going to be a beautiful path. The path of the righteous shines ever brighter. But the path of wickedness constantly loses its shine until they finally come to an end of themselves. Be like, I guess they were right and I was wrong. And that's what you give them when you squirt the blood of Jesus into their mouths. Pray for your enemies. Love those that persecute you. Bless those that curse you. Amen? Why? Because the fallen angels only work through men and women, and the ones that are working against you are the ones filled with the fallen angels. Half of them have legion in them. And so the infants in Christ can't stand in that level of satanic spiritual warfare, and so they just get picked off like flies. Hardly anyone can stand in the day of the Lord. Who can stand? Only those on the cross. Only the cross stands. Every knee bows. Every tongue confesses. No one else can stand. God is lifting, lifting up the co-crucified ones. They are the only ones on this planet in the coming pressure of the glory of God that will be able to stand. Not a single hypocrite in the whole world will be able to fake it. Thanks be to God. Aren't you happy about it? All these fake, phony, religious freaks pretending to be mature Christians, puffed up in pride and knowledge that haven't gone through any suffering, haven't had constant death threats, haven't seen their own brothers murdered for the gospel. <laughs> yeah, murdered. I had people come and visit me from Europe that when they went back to Europe, died within one year. Murdered. The glory of God puts a target like a red dot on your forehead. And if you don't stay crucified, listen, we just read in the Gospel of John that some of you will be persecuted unto death. Wow. If your master was persecuted unto death, killed for the gospel, 
I mean, are you? I mean, I die daily. <laughs> Do you understand that character assassination is murder? It's the sneakiest form of murder. Slander, gossip, and character assassination. Not a single one of these people has ever said anything to me. I counseled most of them and they just rejected my spiritual counsel. They rejected the Holy Spirit. And that's why they turned to murder. They're not even blocked. They could message me. They could get counseling. We could work it out in wisdom. They're not interested in that. They just want to murder God. Rid the world of Him because His light exposes their hypocritical darkness. That they love the wages of sin like Baal son of Beor. That they love the fallen angels form of Christianity more than the crucified ones form of Christianity. It's true. Satan is a Christian. That's a huge, startling truth that most people can't handle. <laughs> the devil is a Christian. In fact, I've never even suffered from anyone that wasn't a Christian. All the fallen angel persecution towards Red Letter Ministries has only come through spiritual Christians that were of the Temple of Jezebel. They would never admit it. I've never seen a goat admit they're a goat as they're murdering me because <laughs> in their own eyes they're doing what's right defending the gospel defending their sound doctrine defending their idolatrous external form of Christianity that God and his angels don't defend I mean that's what Saul of Tarsus did he was defending the truth well he turned into an apostle and what did he do he let the Holy Spirit begin to defend the truth what'd that look like constant persecution by brute beasts whose Christianity was only of the flesh realm and not the river of life. Hallelujah. These people don't even know where the river of life is. <laughs> and we're not mad at them. We're in love with them. That's why we tell them the truth. Because the truth will set them free and it will build you up. If I'm severe with you, it's so that you can have armor on to stand in the day of the Lord. That you could boldly approach the throne of grace, which is being co-crucified and grafted as branches and wood onto the tree. Is it not written in Romans 11 that you are all branches, that you are all crosses? Jesus gave each person on earth their cross, their wood. There is a wood that does not fade, Song of Solomon says, a wood that does not age. It's only the wood, the flesh, and the blood that is joined to his flesh and blood on Calvary. All other wood is a fading glory. Uh-huh. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. Now, your tree is neutral. Which master will you serve? Satan or Jesus? Let it be crystal clear before everyone's eyes today. Will you take the wood of your flesh and blood? Will you take the wood of your family tree and the roots of your bloodlines, the roots of your tree, and will you join it to the tree of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, and become a member in particular of the crucified one and live a crucified life so that the river of life pours out of your side by the Roman spear every day? Just Jesus. Nowhere in the New Testament. I've been co-crucified. Every single thing the apostles say says, each one of you has your own cross. 
each one of you chooses if you join to Satan's wood or Jesus's wood, Satan's tree or Jesus's tree. Choose this day which tree you'll be joined to and go all in and let all the gray area that says I can have some of my roots in Satan's tree and some of my roots in Christ's tree be incinerated. Let it be cut in half. There is a time to be cut in half. That's what happens when Satan comes. You're cut in half. And the half that belongs to the devil, the dust of the earth, the religious pride, the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh, goes away. So we don't have those reoccurring sin patterns. Why? Because you've been cut in half by the sword of the Lord. Oh, it's so painful. Good. Good, good, good. After the pain comes the pleasure. The pain first. The pain is you tasting your own sin. You tasting the death of your own lust. And you tasting the death of your own pride. Me too. I love it every day. I love it. Give me the sword of the Lord. I want everything cut out of every cell of my flesh, bones, and blood so I can stand on the day of the Lord, so I can be crucified with Christ, just like every other normal apostle that's ever lived since Jesus of Nazareth. To live a crucified life is to live a life suspended between heaven and earth to bring the river of his blood into the nations to give them a drink of the tree of life. What's the tree of life? The tree of the blood of Jesus. That's how costly the wine is. That's how costly Gethsemane is. When you start to get engrafted into that tree, it costs you your blood. The tree of knowledge doesn't cost you anything because in that tree, they're drunk on your blood. The fallen angels trick you any way possible to keep you away from the tree of life, the tree that actually costs you your bloodlines. The tree of knowledge costs you your bloodlines to the fallen angels. The tree of Jesus, the tree of life, costs you your bloodlines to God the Father. And so when you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived and you fight the tree of life because how dare you require a sacrifice of me. I'll just go to some happy clappy Christian church club and never sacrifice my blood. I'll sacrifice my outer garment, but not my inner garment. I'll sacrifice my outer man, and people do that all the time too, instead of sacrificing my inner man. What is the sacrifice that God requires? A clean heart and pure hands that has not been lifted up to idols. He can ascend the mountain of the Lord. And what's the mountain of the Lord? Calvary. Calvary. And so the cleanliness of your heart expands. And you begin to clean others. How? By climbing the mountain of Calvary, the mountain of the Lord. And you realize that same mountain that looked brutal and devastating becomes the mountain of heaven on earth. By carrying your cross every single day. It's so wonderful to go from glory to glory. Because you are shrouding yourself in the Messiah. And you're shrouding yourself in the archangels. Do you realize they'll have to get through Prince Michael in order to get to RLM? What a comedy show. This is a total joke. And what's so pathetic about this is that we've seen it so many hundreds of times. They think they're the new truth-fighting machine. 
to come and take on the heretics at Red Letter Ministries. I've already dealt with all of your giants. You are the pathetic offspring of greater men. It's true. These are not great men and women. Ten years ago, this was great Pharisee, great murderers, great giants of wickedness, great giants. Twelve years ago, when the drunken glory didn't exist in the world, and there were three drunk videos on the whole internet, those were some significant giants. Those were incredible principalities. They don't exist anymore. So now we're just fighting these little tiny gardener snakes, very, very tiny, tiny little things. They might be big to you guys, but they're very, very small to me. It's true. So now it's the time of your testing to overcome these little snakes because the big ones have already been cleared out in the jungle for you for decades. And that's the truth. And it's humbling that the pioneers of salvation, the sons of God, have already gone ahead of everyone entering the Garden of Gethsemane, the mountain of Calvary, and the cross of His blood, the throne of the Lamb. And it's absolutely 100% truth. The water paths the fire paths and the blood paths of the stars and the sands, all the roads. God the Father was saying today, the Roman roads were paved for the spreading of the gospel. That's a huge deal in the evangelical church, the Roman roads. He was showing me the progression of the roads from 2,000 years to present time. So we had natural roads, and a lot of people are still into that natural level of evangelism, but there now there's water roads, and we have water roads on earth, water roads under the earth, and water roads through the stars. But he says this is progressing into fire roads under the earth, on the earth, and in the stars. And then he says now it'll actually come into the realms of the wine roads under the earth, blood roads on the earth, and blood roads in the stars. And that's when the mind of Christ is solidified and perfectly joined to the mind of man, only in the blood realm and the blood paths of the heavens and the earth. And we had to carry the blood of Jesus as priests, just like the priests of the Old Testament carried the blood. They, we, here we slit the throat of the lamb. Now we do it. Oh, we carry it into the ark and sprinkle it. You've been carrying the blood of Jesus everywhere you went, and we've been carrying it under the earth in the descension and the baptism of his death, flooding the seven dungeons under the seven mountains and the realms of the underworld and the bowels of the earth and hell. And we've been flooding the stars and the heavens and Saturn and Venus and Mars and Neptune and Jupiter and all the moons and all the solar system and all the constellations, all to be completely filled and flooded with what? the wine, the house of wine. See, Solomon spoke of a house of wine, and in his understanding, in his day, it was just Israel. Remember? Because the, there was a whole boundary around Israel. You go outside Israel, it was like the Chinese weren't encountering that. Those other nations, the Aztecs are different pagan nations. They didn't have anything like what Israel had. They weren't in the house of wine. Only Israel was in the house of wine of the blood sacrifice of Solomon's day. See, but now we bring the better blood of Jesus Christ, and it's not just for our little community. It's not just for our little RLM community and our little stuff that we have going on here. It's for all nations to be baptized. Go and disciple all nations into the blood of Jesus, into the house of wine. 
And when you bring that realm of blood and have them drink it, you'll see that the nations and everything below them and above them is joined to the kingdom of heaven. And so the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Violent men lay hold of it and violence progressively expands it. Because if you grow up in the blood sacrifice and you get your underworld cleansed, you get your heavens cleansed, oh, we're walking in an open heaven, whoop de frickin' do. Put your nation under an open heaven now and see what that will cost you. Go into the underworld and the baptism of death, which Paul said was the more mature things of the Spirit, Philippians chapter 3, that I may taste of the death of Jesus and we're like oh no life only it's because you're an infant in Christ and you're scared of death and you still have tons of demons in you the death of Jesus is what strips all the kingdom of hell as you go down and descend into the bowels and the lowest regions in the earth and it's so scary no it's not it's totally glorified there ain't one bad thing down there as you go down in the baptisms of death why? Because Satan was defeated at the cross. So everywhere that you are in Christ in his death and resurrection is 100% perfectly glorified, hundredfold, thousandfold glory realm, thousandfold blood realm, whatever you want to call it, millionfold blood realm. You don't even need to exaggerate. You could call it tenfold blood realm and it'd still blow their minds. <laughs> it's not about impressing people with knowledge. It's about sacrifice of blood and experience hallelujah you can wow people with knowledge people come in here you can read a book you can read any of these things you could come and listen to Joel's bar and have all kinds of super knowledge doesn't mean you paid a price and put any of it into your blood that's why still so many don't bear fruit God the Father is looking for the fruit that grows in the blood the life is in the blood. He's looking for his quality of life, his Zoe life, his resurrection life, his crucified life, the wine of his life flowing through your veins and arteries, flowing through your eyes. So your eyes are bright like flames of fire. Why? Oh, I can tell this person's heart is crucified with Christ. I look into their eyes, the window to the soul, and I can see God the Father. It's wonderful. Should be like that with every Christian, right? Since we are all temples of the Holy Spirit, I should be able to look into your eyes and see the fullness of deity in bodily form. As you carry your cross, that will become a reality. And then we help the younger ones in Christ carry their crosses as a practical note before we end here today, if you see the infants in Christ being picked off by serpents, help them. Don't lose your brothers and sisters. That's not wisdom. It's wisdom to message them. I'm just one man here leading the army. If we empowered all of you, hundreds around the world, to also help your brothers and sisters and be your brother's keeper when you see someone weaker in the faith falling and going the way of these bitter sour people and to help them stay in the group and stay in the army and stay in the new wine and stay in red letter ministries help them because they're called to be here and the demons are relentlessly attacking them through bitter angry people every wave every season we've never had this many people at this level of maturity let's use it to our advantage and instead of being defensive be on the attack 
with the wine of his blood, sprinkle that blood into their mouths. Use the knowledge of the glory you've been trained in to help your brothers and sisters. There's no reason we should be losing 95% of our donations to Satan again this season. I mean, there's been almost zero donations for a week. It's just insane persecution. There are hundreds and hundreds of messages to all of our donors to not support this ministry. Go leave Red Letter Ministries and all kinds of lies and bitter poison spreading everywhere. When you see that kind of activity, instead of just watching the enemy destroy people's lives and destroy their souls in religious blasphemy, attack them with the wine, attack them with revelation. You have been given a sword of a spirit from God the Father to attack the enemies of Christ with the sword, with revelation, with truth. Don't just sit there and take abuse from Satan and his angels. Use the sword and attack back. Come on, spread the gospel, spread the love. We are not cowards in Christ. We are more than conquerors through Christ who's called us into an army. You're born of the army of the Lord. We don't lose to demons. We don't lose to lies. We don't lose to wormwood bitterness. We stay sweet. We stay intoxicated on his love. Song of Solomon 5.1. We keep the full armor of God on and we use the sword of the Spirit to help our weaker brothers that don't know how to use the sword yet, that don't have that tremendous amount of revelation experience that we have by the cost of our own hearts. So build each other up. Strengthen your brethren and keep growing in the glory of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's have tremendous increase this season and not let the devil steal another season of harvest as he's attempting to do against RLM. Amen? Amen. That's wonderful. We love you so much, Father. Bless these people. Strengthen them. Let my angels of the arch of God the Father and the Lamb strengthen the angels at your left and right shoulder now. That your angels would strengthen your spirit to stand against the devil and destroy all the works of the devil that you may be the manifesting sons of God. Amen. God the Father believes in you. He's energizing you. Now put it to work. In Jesus' name, we bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.